This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Well, I tell you what, today's show will surely put a smile on your face and warm your heart. Today we'll speak with Jackie Mech, the father of a young man who wanted to make a difference, and he did. And we'll speak with Rex Baker, Executive Director of Gateway Rescue Mission, and Rusty Ryan, Director of Volunteer Services as well. We'll talk with them about the services Gateway Rescue Mission provides in this Christmas season and how they're making a difference every day. Plus, we'll chat about the latest headlines in this weekend roundup. And to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can drop me an email at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include CDW, committed to helping companies identify hidden malware and other risks, and offering a CDW threat check. CDW, people who get it. And Americans for the Arts at americansforthearts.org. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is the Christmas version of Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, or better known as Santa Claus around my house. Ah, tis the season. Thank you for listening. And I tell you, we've got a great show today because you know what? We wanted to put a show together that will get you in the Christmas spirit. Now, for me, I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's one of my favorites. Of course, I like Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, I've got a long list of what my favorite Christmas specials are. This year, I've really gotten into A Christmas Carol. You know, the one where Scrooge, you know, I see, I have a lot of Scrooge in me. I really do. Um, everybody who knows me going, you know what? You're Scrooge in training. I do have the training wheels on. But, you know, I mean, with everything that's gone on in the family uh, this year, losing my parents and, you know, all the crazy stuff that's gone on, uh, for some reason, the three ghosts really kind of resonated with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, that s- story about just basic goodness to me represents what I think Christmas is really about. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's the birth, you know, of Jesus. I, mean, I understand that part, but I'm just saying generally, you know, when I was a kid, I loved getting gifts. Now I actually enjoy giving, giving. Gift, mm-hmm. giving gifts more. And, you know, today's a big day for my family because my parents' house of 50 years is in, in about an hour will no longer be our house. Wow. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, that's all kinds of weird emotions about that. Because yeah. Because no longer, I mean, home is now officially here. Right. Yeah. But you know what? Talking about Christmas and, and, and being grateful and you're talking about homes, some people don't, they don't even have it. know exactly. exactly. Some people don't know what that feels like. Well, that's where I was going with the Christmas, lose. Carol, mm-hmm. because that's a big underlying theme of that. You know, Scrooge was sitting there saying, well, what about the prisons and what about the the labor houses and all that when the, when the nice men came and wanted to get a donation. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, of course, he writes a huge check and right. all of that. And our guests today, well, you know what? They're making a huge difference in this every community mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single day, not just Christmas. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think they may take Christmas off. <laughs> I think they're looking forward to that day. But we've got Rex Baker, who's the executive director of Gateway Rescue Mission, Rusty Ryan, director of volunteer services. 
And one very proud dad. We got Jackie Mack. He's the father of a young man who decided to give back in a very big way. Yeah. To say the least. Say um, the least. To say the least. And that's, that's one thing I love. It, it was an Eagle Scout project, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I love, and I IMC the Give Awards, mm-hmm. which is um, basically Volunteer Mississippi puts them out and they give it to, to volunteers. And when you can see a teenager come and realize that there are things that need to be solved mm-hmm. in their community, and because mm-hmm. I mean, I was a teenager once, you know, I was just worried about acne. All right. You know, and, and I was worried about like actually getting a girlfriend. All right. And I don't worry about that anymore, by the way, because, you know, that would be your girlfriend turned to your wife. She turned to my wife and my wife would kill me if I had a girlfriend. So I don't do that. So but it, honestly, um, the, uh, Waymax, just absolutely great story. And I, I can't wait for Jackie to tell that he's in finals right, right. now. I believe. Yeah. He's actually getting some school. Learning, right. And that's important. Last week of school. I know they're ready to get out. So your kids are in school. Mine are well, out. My kid. Yes. Yeah, my you, daughter. He's yeah. going to give me more than one. I don't want that oh, for I was, Christmas. I thought, Please. You don't. Mean, what happened to my son that I gave you? I gave you an extra one. I had three. Well, you know what? My daughter's 14 and I feel like it's like five of her yes. at one time. But yes, um, teenagers, they have many uh, personalities. Exactly. Basketball update. We did win Hardy. We beat yeah. Hardy. Um, on, still undefeated, right? We still undefeated, but we only beat them by four points. So imagine every parent not breathing for the last um, uh, four minutes of the game. I was going crazy, but we came out on top. We were down 15 at one point in this game and came back and won by four. Amazing. Sawell Middle School boys and girls undefeated um, basketball. I can't wait for the championship in January. I'm just excited. Put on my psychologist hat for a second because, you know, I absolutely have no training in that whatsoever. <laughs> but for me, and, you know, whenever I see like my kid out running and doing cross country mm-hmm. and he's falling behind a little bit mm-hmm. and then he gets and he sees people ahead of him mm-hmm. and they kick it in and he manages to beat like four or five people at the mm-hmm. finish line. When you're down 15 points Ooh. and you come back, mm. that, you know, that's something that you hope your kid has when they the become rest of their life. Their, their exactly. Life. Because, you know, it's easy. It's, it's mm-hmm. wonderful if you win every game. It's wonderful you win by 30 points. But true champions are the ones oh that are Persevere, resil- right. perseverance and resilience and things like that. And that's, you know, it's one thing sports teach. And, and that's my biggest issue with this whole entire season. I want Jordan to understand what this means about her, what this means to her about perseverance and, and working hard, work ethics, uh, going to practice when you don't feel like it, right. going outside with that ball, doing things that you don't necessarily, necessarily feel like doing, but it's going to make you a better person. And that will carry on um, with her through her entire life. And when you're a grown-up and you don't want to go to work. You don't want to get up and go to the office, <laughs> exactly. but you have to. You have responsibility. Or get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and don't work out. And wor- yes. Yeah. But speaking of holidays, um, what? Christmas is one exactly one week one away. One week away. Your birthday's tomorrow. My ber- and you're going to be 29? Yeah, 44. Okay. I'll be 50 <laughs> on Thursday, so there. Look at you. You got me beat by a little bit. I hope I continue that way. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I don't think wasn't. about it. I say my birthday is tomorrow. I went to sleep last night. I woke up. It didn't even hit me because we have this big Christmas program to um, spearhead tonight at my daughter's school. It just means your Facebook page is going to be completely blown up. I guess. Um, But I am excited about turning a year older and just, look like you said, reflecting on the last past year and what I've gone through and what I've grown to be. You know, so I enjoy. Well, I've I've actually am not as big as I was, so I don't know if I've grown at all. Well, you have lost a lot. How much weight have you lost in this year? I think I'm 23 pounds in the last month and a half. Okay. See, Never underestimate a great tapeworm. They're awesome. Stop. I'm going to yeah, say that yeah. by June, I'll be saying the same thing. Really? Yes. Oh, so good. So you've got, you got the tapeworm. That's I important. I have the uh, No, you know, I'm actually, 
it's been kind of weird. Uh, yesterday was my 21st anniversary being oh. here in Mississippi, being the cartoonist okay. at the Crane Ledger. 20, yeah, 21 years. 20 years. My Now my career here can vote, <laughs> which is amazing. I, you know, it went by just like that. Yeah, it does. Just like in a blink. Well, think about this. That's January, over 6,000 cartoons. 2017. Look how fast that went. We were talking last oh, and night. I, I'm, I'm glad it went fast. <laughs> what was your biggest since before? Well, we'll talk about this more on our show, maybe before the new year or maybe not. But what was your biggest accomplishment or the craziest thing that happened to you this year? Going to see Star Wars. That was it. It was great. I, I saw it over the weekend. I braved the crowds. Um, I would give you a complete review. I know a lot of people haven't seen it. I liked it. It was good. So that was my biggest, biggest thing. I think the craziest thing for me that happened this year was... Um, <laughs> Donald Trump. That oh was, no, he's, he's you know, he, I'm a cartoonist, so that that, that wasn't crazy. That, that was, was that, fun that, for that you. That's actually, like I that's have a tax write off. Exactly, right there. I have work to do. When it comes to a crazy president, you you have material for years, don't for, you? For days and days and days mm-hmm, on end. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, it, I lost my mom this year, obviously, and, and lost my dad last year, and we getting everything wrapped up. And I mean, that was kind of, I guess, the overarching theme. But honestly, like over the weekend, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I mean, my son got accepted into the honors college. It all miss, he, you know, so he can go in there. He's he got a thirty three on the ACT. He's got lots of scholarship money coming his way. So I mean, you know, if, way I say that, it's talking about my parents, and you know, the house is gone and all that. I've just transitioned. Mm-hmm. I'm now into the point in my life where I can actually really, look really say I look forward and mm-hmm. I see my what my son done. And I told him, I said, you know, what you've accomplished on that. Uh, I'm really proud of you because obviously that's it's great. And of course, it means less money in my pocket for having to pay for college. But he did it on his own. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I said a lot of people because a lot of times my kids, I oh, you're Marshall Ramsey's kids, right? Mm-hmm. When they hear that, they hate that. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my kids really hate that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're proud of me, but I mean, just, just I understand. But I told him, mm-hmm. I said, you know, in about ten years, everybody's going to come up to me and said, oh yeah, you're so and so's. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give my kids' name on the air right. because there's people that hate me, and I just don't want them, <laughs> my kids' names. But um, honestly, at the end of the day, I just am, am madly proud of them, and that's that's the way. That's probably the biggest accomplishment over the years. I you know? just sit there and look at my kids, and I go, you know what? I'm happy, and that makes us proud. I can say this. I don't know why I didn't say it, but starting here at MPB, I did start here in July. So and that's that's gone by fast. It has. It's six, like, six months. Somebody, said, yeah, Michelle's been my uh, producer for the last two months. No, it's been six, six months. It's like, oh my gosh. So maybe my brain's not working. So well, well, you know, you talk about being someone's child um you know i've been in the larry mcadoo's daughter forever of course yeah, i'm always going to be he's his pretty <laughs> intimidating guy though so no he's he has i mean he's a great he's been a great father to me he's and, taller than i am uh, he is but yeah. being in the media and being growing up in radio i've always been larry mcadoo's daughter but now it's funny being at my other station and being here i'm i have my own name you know i'm michelle mcadoo you got, you got two names actually two, we don't want to say the other name but I yes understand. that other name i have had since for 14 years and this um gig here i'm really excited about the future Really excited about what I can bring to the table here at MPB and just my family here. I love it here. Yeah. So you didn't go see Star Wars over the weekend? I hadn't time. I did not have time to breathe this weekend. It's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Well, I didn't have time to breathe. I had time to go see Star Wars. (laughs) No. Well, you know what? I think during the holiday break, we'll take some time and go to the movies. When I was nine years old, I sat in the theater at Canton Corners, Marietta, Georgia, little dinky theater, but they had Dolby sound. And that's what really mattered in 1977. (laughs) Nine years old. I'm sitting there watching it. This movie comes on called Star Wars. They do this title. This spaceship flies across the screen and this giant star. 
Star Destroyer lumbers across the screen. The big one, Huge, yes. The big screen. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, I never need to see another movie again. This is great. <laughs> so, you know, here I am, like I said, I'll be 50 on Thursday. Uh, I walked out of there as a nine-year-old. Felt like you know, a little and kid. So, and what was really mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. is my, my sons were sitting there discussing it with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we got currents. You know how it is to talk to a teenager? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> oh, yes, you do. So it's kind of neat to have that currency as well. So I was very, very pleased with it. A lot of people were mad at it. They were mad at some of the twists on it. Mm, so, why? I, well, I can't spoil it, you know. So Okay, I admit, Darth Vader comes back to life and, and, jar, and, and find out that Snoke is really Jar Jar Binks. Oh. So there you go. Just let you know. Well, I tell you what, you got all your Christmas shopping done. Everything's good? Oh, not all. I have a few more things to do this week. I'm a little procrastinator when it comes to Christmas shopping. I do wait because I have a lot of stuff to do during the holidays, but I'm going to finish this week. Yeah, the the guy with the, uh, that brings up the brown packages on my front doorstep needs to get busy. He needs to bring up a few more, but I've got most of my wife's stuff. Mm. Yeah, she got me a, a fancy Apple Watch thing for for my birthday. Oh, so that's good. Look at you. I know. As old as I am, you think I deserve something. That way, I, I, that way she can send me messages and tell me where I need to be. I don't know what I'm getting for my birthday, but I don't expect a lot. I just like to wake up and just be happy you, the whole Your day. daughter better, like, seriously spoil you. She's going to write me, uh, draw me a card. She's 14. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good point. Well, I tell you what, we're in the Christmas spirit here on the show, and I tell you what, our next guests are definitely going to help get you into the Christmas spirit as well. We're going to be welcoming Rex Baker and, of course, Rusty Ryan here, too. It's now you're talking. Michael Bublé. Does he do anything else? <laughs> he doesn't need to do anything yeah, else. This, but this, sing. this is some good Christmas music. <laughs> Love really him. <laughs> All right, this is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. It's glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes that glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see Is the holly that will be On your own front door An evening of jazz can be Just what the doctor ordered Join me, Meredith Michelle With WJSU's Evening Jazz 7 to 10 weeknights On MPB Music Radio you're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I am Welcome back. This is Now You're why. Talking with Marshall Ramsey. Santa Just a uh, program note here to all the men out there. If you're listening, you have seven days to go get something. Don't wait till the last day because you know what? As much as your significant love, other loves you, she does not want a shot glass that says Mississippi on it that you got from the convenience store on Christmas Eve because you forgot to go Christmas shopping. So just let you know. Not that I would know anything about that personally. <coughs> Amy, don't call. Um, but, yes, that's just a public service announcement as your friend. Tell you what, um, I don't know. We're very fortunate. Uh, most of you who are listening are very fortunate, too. And, and But there's a lot of people out there that aren't as fortunate. And we live in a country that... Uh, is really the greatest country in the world to live in. We're very blessed to live here, but sometimes there are people that just don't have anything and don't have anything this Christmas season. And our next guests really do a lot to make sure that um, people that are in need have something on the Christmas. And I'm very happy to have them in the show today. We've got Rex Baker, the executive director of Gateway Rescue Mission, and Rusty Ryan, the director of volunteer services as well, and IT. 
That's right. I like that. And IT. That's right. Yeah. So you're, you wear many hats. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the show today. Glad to be here. Yeah, you guys were really excited about being in and radio, and you're like, what are we going to talk about today? I said, well, y'all, of course. I mean, because you've got a great story to tell. Um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do, and you can jump in in whatever order. So, Well, my name is Rusty Ryan. I'm with the Gateway Rescue Mission, and uh, I do all of the volunteers. Yeah. I'm also over uh, all the branding and all the IT. So for me, that looks like making sure that credit cards are working, that make sure that... Uh, the surveillance system is working that makes sure that the website's up and running. Facebook's doing what it's supposed to do. Twitter, Instagram, all of that kind of fun stuff. And uh, so, and I get the opportunity every single day to uh, to meet with the people that are wanting to come in and be part of what we're doing. Because really, it's a movement of God. Right. And so, it's people that are saying, "I want to be a part of that," and joining in what God is doing. At our mission. I was going to ask, I mean, at what point were you called to do this line of work? Was it something that when you were young, you're like, oh, this, this would be a really cool thing to do? Or is this something that happened later in life? Actually, uh, <laughs> coming down to Gateway Rescue Mission was the last thing that I ever wanted to do in my life. Um, I was actually working at a law firm downtown called Adams and Reese mm-hmm. and was doing all of their computer stuff for them. And uh, I was a deacon at Pine Lake Church. And uh, had gone on a mission trip and realized that God was telling me that, you know, missions was where he wanted me to go. Right. It was the last thing because I was calling all the shots. I was like, God, I know you want me to preach. And it didn't work out. And I was like, God, I know you want me to be a small group leader, right? And that didn't work out. And uh, I decided to go on the mission trip and uh, just blew my mind. And God really started to move. And... Um, we came down and served the Gateway Rescue Mission as mm-hmm. a deacon from Pine Lake, and uh, that was my first experience of it. And um, prayed about it. God opened up the door. It was like going into a buffet, but at the same time, it was still uh, God was sitting there asking me, uh, are you going to let me pick the food for you? Right. And uh, when I got out of the way and let him choose, he chose Gateway. Isn't that funny how we sometimes think, I always hear in, in God's time, you know, because I I'm terrible about patience. I'm like, I want it now. I want it now. Yeah. I'm just going to say prayer. Now, 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 now. Never works that way, does it? No, it doesn't. doesn't. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, we're like kids. You yeah. Know, we want what we want when we want it. And uh, we're never really happy with what we need. And sometimes God gives us exactly what we need and uh, not, not always what we want. Working with volunteers has to be very rewarding in itself because you get to see other people have the same experience you had. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that is my passion, you know, um, you know, God put this analogy on me one time. Right. Um, it's the idea that, you know, when you drive around some of the areas around Gateway Rescue Mission, there's a lot of these old rundown houses and uh, antebellum homes, beautiful homes. Right. South Jackson is riddled with the same type houses. You've got arts and craft houses that are just awesome. But they're left to decay and they're falling apart and people have squatted in them and stripped everything of value completely out of them. There's just nothing. And people drive by those houses and they think, you know what? It would take too much time, too much money, and it's located in a bad part of town. And so they just let it go. And year after year, it just falls into decay. Well, there's a people that are like that, that have been stripped of everything that they have of any value. And people look at them and they see the guy holding up the sign or they see the guy walking down Gallatin Street and they go, you know what? It would take too much time, too much money, and this guy's in a bad part of town. And they just let him go. Yeah. And Gateway exists because those people need Christ, and they need love, and they need God to come in and do a work to build them back up into a new home where he can dwell. 
and the volunteers get to be a part of that, and it stretches them beyond beyond belief. I've always said that angels are dressed in funny clothing. Sometimes we don't understand that, you know, the good Lord works through other people, and that's one way that it can happen, definitely. Absolutely. We are the body. Definitely. Rex, um, you're executive director, of course, and that's that's a pretty um, important job and one that's obviously would keep me awake at night because you've got a lot of people depending on you. How did you get into this line of work? That's a very good question. I, I, you know, this is not the kind of thing when you're a kid growing up, you think, wow, I want to go to college and then I want to go run a homeless shelter. You know, <laughs> I was a, I was a, actually a television news reporter. Loved it. Had a great time. It was a good, good career living here in Jackson, Mississippi. I uh, came here to work a couple of years in my late twenties and get that experience so you could move on to the big oh, exactly. market, you yeah. know, and, uh, met a girl, got married, bought a house, had a couple of kids. And the next thing you know, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm from Mississippi. I really don't want to leave. Uh, but I uh, went through a time back in the 90s when I was uh, began to seek some things spiritually. And I basically would get up in the morning and I was doing the early morning news at that time. And I'd take about 10 minutes to pray before I came to work. I'd say, Lord, I'll do whatever you want with my life. Just you know, tell me what it is. I'm thinking something like, you know, teach a Sunday school class, you know, something really out there. God uh, put it on my heart to to go volunteer at a homeless shelter, wound up at Gateway Rescue Mission. I thought, this is it. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do my one little chapel service one night a week, pat myself on the back, you know, and, and it just, it grew on me. And I realized that that God was calling me there to Gateway. And he did open up a door for me to go on staff Went to seminary, make a long story short, thought, I'm go- here's what I'm doing. Wow. I'm getting my inner city mission experience. I'm going to get my seminary degree and then go get a real job. And I uh, thought, well, that's pretty cool. And God closed down all the real job doors and opened up the executive director position. And I, I knew that's that's it. How long have you done that now? Uh, executive director since yeah. like fall of 2003. That's what I was to say. Like, You've been doing it for a yeah, while. It, it, yeah. The time is beginning to just fly by. Isn't it amazing? Because time used to be like a slow, lazy river. And now yeah. it's like rapids. Yeah. I used to think, you know, next year at the mission, it'll be slower. Uh, actually, they let me think that I run the place. But really, most of what I do is, you know, I write newsletters and thank you letters and uh, things like that. Uh, so still do a lot of writing. Yeah. That's pretty important, though. To be honest with yeah. you, so uh, going from TV to doing that—that's amazing. Do you ever wonder sometimes, what if I just stuck with TV? Yeah, it crosses my mind. I don't miss it, except sometimes uh, I did a lot of politics, and so sometimes yeah. when the political seasons come around, and I'm watching the the rookie reporters out there, on, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, you're oh you're missing. Oh, if you had only said, nope, that's not me anymore. <laughs> right. Don't do that. Right. Talk about Gateway's history because I mean it's been around for a while. Yeah. 1948. Yeah. It's been around a long time. And we're down on Gallatin Street. We've been mm-hmm. in the same general area the whole time. Still there today near the bus station. Some people may wonder, well, how do we get there? Uh, the mission is there because back in the old days, that's where the train station was. It's where people would come through and be hanging out with no place to go. Yeah. And the bus station, they're, they're both still there now. So that's that's how we came about being there. Uh, the little building we're in now built it back in the mid '60s, and uh, we're still getting good use out of a couple of those old buildings. You know, we keep them keep them up well and serve a lot of people. Uh, this is kind of a, I guess, a no brainer question, but how important is it to the city of Jackson and the people you serve having that that what you what you provide? 
I think it's very important, and so many people don't even know we're there, but but we are, and there's obviously the physical needs that you meet, uh, feeding people, giving people a place to sleep at night, uh, signing people up into your rehabilitation programs, but I think the, uh, I don't say this to sound corny, but the hope that you're being there offers uh, is is important. There's a, as you know, Marshall, there's a lot of bad stuff going on yeah. out here in the world. It's crazy. And sometimes you just have to back away and say, you know, there's still a lot of people doing good things. There are people that are writing a check to the homeless shelter or the, or some other charitable organization, their church. And there are people, and we see it all the time where people come in and do really good, neat stuff under the radar, nobody's giving them any attention. They're not getting a spot on the news. Right. And and I think that's important for us to exist for that reason. Yes, it, there's a spiritual, strong spiritual element to, you know, God showing himself through the people that come to places like Gateway to, to do a work. Well, that's, that's why I thought it was so important to have you on, to be honest with you, Michelle and Ardennes. Because, you know, when you drive past a car wreck, everybody looks. When traffic's going normally, nobody looks. I mean, it's yeah. like... Nobody hears anymore about the good stuff that's going on. And, and with social media now, obviously, you know, it, you're thinking, gosh, everybody in the world is dying. Well, yeah, everybody in the world dies. But then when you see it on social media and Facebook every five minutes, you're thinking, OK, but this is the kind of thing as well. But I, I have noticed I mean, I've been downtown for, I guess, 20, 21 years as, as of yesterday. And I have noticed an increase in the homeless population, and it seems like the need is even greater. Are y'all experiencing that? You're seeing that there's more of a need. We, we are seeing that. We've it, and we're really not sure what to make of it. We've noticed just this year, in the last six months, our numbers of people coming in to eat lunch have spiked. Um, you know, we used to run around I don't know, 75, 80 people at lunch. Now, 140, 150, and it, it, it's just creeping up incrementally each month. I'm not sure what's going on with that, right. but, but it is a dynamic that we're watching. Coverside mentioned social media and everything. I, I was going to to ask you, um, Rusty, how important is you know social media and IT and all the stuff you're doing on on the marketing front now? Oh, it's, getting the message out. It's huge. It is absolutely huge. I mean, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, I I hate to say the word branding, but it's the idea of just getting the word out about the problem. Right. I mean, it's, it's definitely a platform that is probably underutilized by us uh, in the sense of creating awareness. I think when people drive down the road and they're at County Line Road and they see somebody holding up a sign that says, feed me, you know, or help me, or that they don't really get a good, accurate depiction of what the problem is. You know, they don't see uh, the 300 people that are coming in per day to eat with us. They don't see the 600 some odd people that are staying overnight in our shelter. And I think it's good to educate the people. I think it's also good uh, to be able to allow the people to um, find out different ways that they can actually get plugged in and make a difference. Right. You know, because there's more ways to give and there's more ways to get involved than just coming down and serving a meal. Well, why don't we talk about that after the break? That okay. sounds like a definitely a good deal. We've got, of course, we've got Rex Baker, Executive Director of Gateway Rescue Mission, and Rusty Ryans, the Director of Volunteer Services, are with us coming up soon, too. And we'll be talking with Jackie Mack about his son, who also did something really incredible this Christmas season, too, as part of his Eagle Scout project. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio.
podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. It's the most wonderful time of the year. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. And as you can tell by this wonderful music, it is the most wonderful time of year. No, parents, I'm not talking about back to school time. I know. That's probably your favorite time. And actually, your kids are about to come home, or they may already be home. Uh, this morning, my dog, I'll tell you a little bit of her. Her name's Pip. Pip decided since everybody was sleeping in because off that everybody needed to get up because she thought it was time to go to school. So she went from room to room, opened all the doors, and woke everybody up this morning. And uh, anybody want a dog? Uh, she is now for sale. So we're selling two for a dollar. But anyway, I tell you what, it is the most wonderful time of the year. For some folks, though, you know, not so much. And, and um, there's many different reasons, and it's it's one of those things that as – Part of Christmas, you know, I mean, it's important to be able to lift up others. And our guests today are doing that on a daily basis. We've got Rex Baker. He's executive director of Gateway Rescue Mission. And Rusty Ryan, who's the director of volunteer services. Um, gentlemen, number one, thank you for coming in today. Uh, I know you, this is a busy time of year for you all, but every, I guess every day is pretty busy. I want to talk about some of the things that you do because – and also, too – uh, before we do that, you know, people get this thing in their head about people that are homeless or whatever, and they don't understand that it's not just one reason why they're there. Um, I lived in San Diego, California for a while. San Diego, California is probably one of the biggest populations of homeless people because, you know what, if you're not going to live in a home, when it's 74 degrees all the time, it's a good place to live as opposed to maybe like Chicago. Uh, we got to talking to one guy, and he said, yeah, my family knows I'm here. I, I, I'm bipolar, and, and, and I can't afford my medication anymore, and I now live you know, on the streets. And I mean, it was actually a very uh, good conversation. There was like a token machine where you could buy tokens so they could get a meal at their version of Gateway. Um, but there's many different reasons why. And what are some of the reasons that you hear about why people are coming in to see y'all? Uh, there, are, there are several, and uh, the... You're right, Marshall. There are many – for every person that's out there, there's probably a different reason. Yeah. Now, we do see a lot of uh, – among the what we call chronic homeless, which is probably about, I don't know, 15% of the total population, that they're out on the street all the time. Yeah. You're going to see a mental illness in there and in most of those cases. Drug addiction and different things cross over yeah. into all of that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there are – you, you, so you get this picture of well, all homeless people are, you know, just burned out drug addicts or something. Right. And some of them, they come through and they're bright. They're friendly. They'll smile. They'll speak to you. Oh, yeah, there's going to be one every now and then that'll throw some words at you you don't appreciate, but you're going to get that anywhere. Right. So th- there are really a lot of different reasons. Uh, the... The epidemic of fatherlessness in many areas is is we, we've actually had father son teams both enrolled in our rehab program at the wow. same time on a couple of different occasions, but but they, and then there there are a lot of people that they do just kind of hit on a rough patch, and they need a few days at the mission or at Stewpot or wherever it might be to get back on their feet, and then they 
they can climb back out of it. So it's not a one size fits all thing. Well, that's that's the thing. And just looking at some of the things that y'all do, it's you know you do feed people, you do give them the fish, but you also help teach them to and fish. And a lot of the people yeah. come eat with us are technically not homeless. They're on right. fixed income. They live in personal care homes in the area. That's huge too. And, and, yeah. and that's where we see a lot of our numbers coming in for lunch. Wow. Okay. It, just repeat that. Cause I think a lot of people need to hear that. There's just people that can't, they have got more month than they do have check. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and, and so the, for some of them, probably the best meal they eat all day will be the spaghetti they get today at yeah. noon. I'll go back and eat some of that spaghetti. It's good stuff. Right. Exactly. I was uh, going to say the food's obviously very good. Yeah, so. it is. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot, a good number of the people who come eat with us are technically not homeless, but they're just trying to, trying to make ends meet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rusty, talk about some of the, the things that you do other than just the, the, the food. Well, all right. So on the, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as the volunteers go, you know, the volunteers, you know, they can come in and, uh, to help to serve the meal. Right. And, um, that for us is probably one of the biggest areas of ministry because there's a lot of people that come in to eat with us that we're not going to see in any other area of our mission of our ministry. Yeah. So you have people that are coming in that aren't staying in the shelters. They're not in our program. Right. So it's an opportunity for the volunteer to come in and to share the love of Christ. You know, um, I say it all the time because, you know, people hunger for more than just food. You know, they hunger for love. Yes. They hunger for self-esteem. They hunger for value, that they matter, and the volunteers are able to give that to them. But they can also be a, an advocate for Gateway in our programs. Um, volunteers help a lot by providing care packages. So a lot of them will get these big freezer Ziploc bags and fill them with travel size everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, they'll bring them to us and drop them off, and we'll pass them out on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, same with socks. Yes. Same with uh, blankets. Uh, same with food. I mean, everything that we everything that we have is one hundred percent donated. Right. I mean, we get no government money at all, so uh, we couldn't do it without the volunteers um, and our donors. And so, you know, they come in and do that. We have our classes. So, mm -hmm. for example, Roos Refuge, which is a transitional program for women, and uh, a lot of those classes are taught at night by volunteers. And so volunteers will come in and they'll teach how to write a resume, how to interview for a job, how to cook, Yeah, you know, just basic life skills. Same with our uh, new life program for men. Uh, they'll come in and do the same thing. They could be a mentor. Um, so we use them across the board. Yeah. So what you're saying is that sometimes feeding involves more than food. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Talk about Ruth's refuge. Who is Ruth? Just who's, who's Ruth named? The up? biblical Ruth. Oh, I was a biblical Ruth. Okay, because sometimes you never know on the name. Because sometimes they, they you know, the we named it after Babe Ruth. Well, no, I mean there may have been somebody that came through the program. I figured it was the biblical Ruth, but I thought I would ask anyway because sometimes there's usually somebody that maybe right. helps start something or so yeah. forth. So, but, yeah. Yeah. but I, I do like. Biblical Ruth, that works yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Babe Ruth, however, would be incredibly fascinating. Well, you know, he knocked it out of the park, and we tried to do that with the people that are coming in to receive services from us. Oh, that was good. Rex, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, is this where the... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If you're trying out for the job, I don't know. You, you can have it. Um, what's some of the criteria that you use for, for people that come in at residence? Obviously, if you're coming in for a meal, you don't... You don't anybody's welcome, right? Yeah, right. Anybody can come in and meal... Uh, basically if you're well, just needing a place to spend the night for a few nights, um, we do sign up starting at two thirty in the afternoon, first come first serve. Only thing that is required is a, is a, an ID and a 
tuber- tuberculosis card. Really? The health department yeah. is real big on that. So uh, uh, those two things, and, and you can you can stay the night if you want to join our rehabilitation program. We call it our New Life program. Mm-hmm. We have an intake um, you know, process where you come in and talk to our counselors and uh, get signed in. That's generally how long is that program? Six months. Six months. Wow. Yeah, and that's what are some of the things that you go through on that program. It really it it is it is a program that is designed to take someone. Most of the people coming in are dealing with an addiction. Yeah. Six months coming off the streets with an addiction is going to uh, be about the time of it's going to take to get your head clear. Yeah. It's not enough time to get back on your feet. But that's it, it's a program designed. Okay, if you want to get your head clear, get the, the cobwebs out, uh, the drugs and all that cleared out, it, it'll get you started. Then some choose to stay longer, yeah, and um, and and may transition out and begin to get some jobs and that sort of thing. But right now, our main focus is uh, program wise on that on that six months of just getting them clean and sober, and 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 uh, as our Counselors say get a little Jesus in them, right? You know, well, that's what I say. Usually, right, right way of living, right? And, usually, and when you in, have that addiction, there yeah. is a root cause that is yeah. causing. You're trying to self medicate mm-hmm. yourself out right. of that, so it gives that six months gives you allowed to be able to rebuild mm-hmm. a foundation. We're, we're getting a lot of people coming to us now through the Department of Corrections and various drug courts and counselors yeah. as an alternative sentencing to. Uh, you know, some guy viol- turns up hot on a drug test. They don't want to send him back to prison. Right. So it's like, well, go to Gateway. And uh, so we work with a lot of people like that. That's better for everybody, though. That's better for the state, definitely better for the person. Yes. We, yeah. we would much rather have a shot at seeing if we can get them turned around than send them back to prison where they're just going to learn to be better criminals. Right. Exactly. It's that time of year. Of course, tax time is coming up, and a lot of people are writing donations. I figure you guys are probably in need of donations right yes. now. What are some of the donations and some of the things that you need right now? Besides, oh, money is always important, of course. Money. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, with this, with this, uh, yeah, with, you know the with the tax deadline coming up, December thirty first. That's that's our. This is our biggest time of year. December is the month where. I don't know exactly what the percentage is, but it's a huge percentage of our annual donations that actually come in in December. Right. So that's big. We can also take, use uh, household items and sell them through our thrift stores, mm-hmm. and that brings in a lot of uh, of our operating revenue as well. Old clothes, you know, used furniture, plates. Right. You know, we've even found a whiskey bottle one time in a crate that somebody donated. We didn't sell that. That was very nice of them to donate. It was it yeah. full or empty? I I don't remember. Okay. I, I think uh, we're that had like, nothing uh, to do with the whiskey bottle, though. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what happened. To, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we we've had a box of shotgun shells, several things that we're not really able to sell. But that's true. ATF it, does get a little bit yeah, suspicious yeah. when you start passing out the ammunition. So, but uh, but if it's if it's legal and it's workable, we can sell it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Of course, you know, volunteers, you need them every single day. Yes. And you get them to churches a lot of times, because I know even through my church a lot of times. We get churches, we get offices, we get families. Uh, We have seen an explosion. Uh, We got, yeah, uh, a group of retired NFL football players comes in the day before Thanksgiving every year. We have a blast with these guys. I bet. Uh, You know, when Lawrence Pillars comes in with his, the biggest Super Bowl ring in history is, I mean, they'll 
kid each other about who won Super Bowl, who lost, and Saints players, and all. It's just it's great. It, and of course, that's kind of cool for the other volunteers to come in too. It's like wow, yeah, NFL. Oh, oh, the the, yeah. the 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 guests who come in to eat with us, they'll be, uh, you know, mugging for uh, pictures and Facebook posts and stuff like that. So it's fun. Well, is there? Anything else that y'all would like to share? I mean, I, I really appreciate y'all coming in today and talking about this because I feel like that this is such an important part of the whole Christmas spirit is, is what y'all do. Well, I, w- I would just say thank you to everyone who writes a check, everyone who comes in to volunteer, everyone who says a little prayer. Uh, all that really does help out a lot, and uh, and we, we sincerely appreciate it. Well, I'm glad y'all came in today as well. And, of course, you've got all your Christmas shopping done, right? Oh, well, I've got that shot glass and to go buy. You, you got uh, the shotgun. Yeah, yeah you got to buy. Well, no, just you got a whiskey bottle and shotgun shells. I mean, that, yeah, make, well, that makes know, the perfect gift. Yeah. I'm sure my wife will really appreciate that. Yeah, and you can probably get a couch, too, because you'll need it as well. <laughs> I'll be out back with the dog. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. I want to thank, of course, Rex Baker, Executive Director of Gateway Rescue Mission, and Rusty Ryan, Director of Volunteer Services, and does some IT stuff as well. Coming up next, we're going to have Jackie meet... Max, excuse me, Jackie, I, I can't read today, and talk a little bit about his son's amazing Eagle Scout project that turned into something even more huge and is still going on. It's just an incredible story. Can't wait to share it with you. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. You're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio. We appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I want to thank Michelle for picking out all this awesome Christmas music today. Thank you. Now you start listening to Christmas music in what, July? In October. October? Yeah. <laughs> in October. You know what? It's okay. I love it. Really it. Oh, it's good stuff. It's like, it soothes my soul. Christmas music, jazz, especially jazz Christmas yeah. music, I, I just feel so happy and so uh, centered and so balanced. It makes me feel happy. Well, you know, Christmas is so hectic, at least as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, it's like, oh, wow, this is mm-hmm. wonderful. I can't wait for mm-hmm. Santa to come, blah, 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 blah. As a grown-up, you're running around shopping, trying to get the cards out, going to parties, doing all this stuff. And sometimes you just feel like you lose the whole spirit of it. Huh. And then you hear a song. And, it takes and then you, you look you look exactly. at a tree and you just kind of sit quietly and then you just, it all comes right back to you. See, that's what I do in my office. In my office, if you pass my office, which you do a lot and I come do. in there. I run as past as fast as I can. <laughs> and you can sit down in my office and mm-hmm. you feel at ease. I want people to feel at ease when they're around me. See, I want people to be tortured and in oh, pain no. <laughs> when they come into my office because I don't want them to stick around long. No, I'm just kidding. I, I tell you what, our next guest is um, the father of a very incredible young man, but of course his incredible young man son 
is in classes right now. As much as we'd love to pull him out of his finals, I figured that probably would have been a bad thing. But uh, Jackie Mech's on with us. His son's William. Jackie also works out with me in the morning at 5 o'clock. And you came up to the other me the other day and said, what are you going to talk to me about on the radio? And I'm looking at you going, it's 5 o'clock. I can't talk to you about anything right now because my brain's dead. But congratulations on your fitness goals, too. I was just going to throw that out there because you're out there busting it. Thank you. Yeah. And you're also on the board. I was going to mention that was something we have not mentioned at this point. You're on the board of Gateway. That's right. As well, that's right. I've uh, started on the board about nine ninety nine two thousand. Wow! So you're and a longtime board member. And yeah. Yes. So, um, so you get to go twice a year to the board meetings and get your free lunch four times a year. Four times a year. Well, they really work, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. T- talk. Tell us a little bit about William, because um, I know you, a you must extremely be extremely proud of him, because not only I mean this is a great project. I mean, he's an Eagle Scout. Which, that's pretty awesome in its own right. But the project itself was uh, very meaningful. Well, so many things, uh, you know, with Gateway and being, being on the board, I've, I've noticed for years just story after story of how the Lord works through this ministry and brings the right people, whether volunteers or donors or staff, uh, and even our clients, bringing the right people in at the right time. And so my family has been very aware of uh, Gateway. We've talked about it a lot. And, and William uh, is, is a, a great young man and has really has on his heart um, – to help other people. Yeah. And uh, even before he started his scouting journey, um, we had kind of talked about it and, and Gateway was kind of at the top of the list. And then over time, it kind of, we had another project idea and then another project idea. And, and some of them are, are quite amazing. Yes. That would have been uh, required a, a, a significant uh, business to operate or, you know, just crazy, crazy ideas. But, um, but they never just really could, could take off for various reasons. And, uh, and just through those conversations, he came back to uh, this opportunity at Gateway and, uh, and, and kind of developing it and learning about it more. Um, the, one of the things we learned was that socks are the number one thing that the homeless need. Right. Uh, because you have to protect your feet. As someone said, it's the foundation um, of your body. And if, if, if your feet are not protected and, and, and you're on your feet all the time, that can really, really affect your life. And uh, so he began with that project and thought, okay, uh, we talked about it and said, well, uh, you know, how do we do this? How do we go about this? And through the conversations, um, we set a goal of um, 1,000 socks. And uh, uh, our troop is Troop 8 at First Baptist Jackson. And we've got about 90 scouts uh, involved and uh, just great, great young men and, and great families. And that was one of the areas that we um, reached out to to get the scouts to, to go out and ask their families and then their uh, grandparents or friends or neighbors to bring in socks. Um, William had the opportunity to speak to the church uh, on a Sunday night service about, uh, and it was a, actually a large service because the senior adult choir was there that night and, uh, these, these great individuals. And he got to go up and stand in front of that group of about three or 400 people and, uh, and tell about his project. Uh, he also had the opportunity to, to go speak to several Sunday school classes, um, uh, some of the senior adults, very large classes uh, that um, were just uh, real thrilled. And they really took on a lot of energy to go and um, uh, really encourage each other to bring a lot of socks. Uh, uh, another group was Jackson Academy, where he goes to school, and he um, uh, provided bins around that location mm-hmm. as well and uh, got some response there. But um, and. Uh, well, and, and even the Mississippi Children's Museum got involved just oh, wow. through, through okay. a, a, mm-hmm. a God thing where he was uh, talking to the students at a community service fair at JA and uh, was talking to one of the other vendors who was there telling about their community service projects. And uh, it just kind of captured um, her imagination and um, 
through a long story short, she was able to get it approved through their board. Um, and uh, we had been there and went out on their social media. Um, so the most physical aspect of the project was to collect a thousand socks. And after about a month of doing it, uh, we collected over 2000. Okay. Yeah. That's a good start. Yeah. That that was an amazing thing. But one of the things we talked about, you know, because you know, what if you have a project and and nobody comes or nobody gets or whatever. And and so we talked about that a lot and said, well, what happens if we, we get one pair of socks? So really the project had two, two goals. One was to collect socks. The other, the other aspect of that was to tell as many people as possible about the great work going on at Gateway Rescue right. Mission. And if, if we get one pair of socks, but we've told 10 people or 100 people or 1,000, um, we've lost count. I mean, we know that 60,000 people through the Children's Museum social media um, was uh, immediately impacted. It's been in the newspaper, this radio show. And I, I think that's where the Lord has really blessed this opportunity uh, to get it out to as many people. Uh, our church brought in 950 pairs of those socks. Uh, they went crazy, and, 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 I mean, it's all we could do to carry them out. But, uh, uh, and let me just tell you that 2,000 socks in your living room floor uh, <laughs> really takes over the space. But uh, that was just a real encouragement, I think, to, to William. And, uh, just, uh, and I think it was great because people could really understand the project right. and, and could get involved. And it was something they could do and participate in. And, and that was the message that we just wanted to repeat over and over again, that um, you know, Gateway is here. It's been serving people for over 60 years. Um, but it's an opportunity to uh, just to do something to help other people. And, and, and that's, that's what Christmas is about. We're thinking of our families. We're thinking of our friends. And there, there are so many that are less fortunate than us. And, and I was proud as a father to see my son really um, uh, engage in this and to understand it and to see and to, to take it down there. Because, you know, the Eagles, Eagle Scouts, through that process to become an Eagle Scout, this is one of the requirements to do. And and they've got to plan it. They've got to execute it. They've oh, they got, got to put together to a business plan. Exactly. Yeah. And and all those things. And and, and my job as a father and and, and a scout leader, I'm, I'm with the troop as well, um, is to is to support and encourage them to provide that skeleton framework that we can help them succeed. And uh, and we're seeing that over again. And I mentioned we have many many scouts that go through the program, and uh, it's just so amazing to watch them grow both physically. But uh, but but spiritually and internally, as we try to make a difference in their lives, um, but they're really ultimately making a difference in our lives as the volunteers. And and you have the the, the knowledge as a father to know that your child's going to survive in the wild. That's right. That's a good feeling. That's right. Yeah. But now my son's about to. Uh, he's finishing up his paperwork after his project. So, Excellent. Yeah. And we we've just been through that process too. But uh, the socks is great. So um, I'm trying to think. Is it still ongoing? Can you still know? Are you well, still? Um, you know, the, he he had his board of review, so yeah. he, he is now an Eagle Scout. Um, yeah, and his his ceremony will be in February. Oh, that's awesome! But um, but the uh, it has conti- people have continued to bring yeah. socks. People have continued to. Um, it's been on the media and different things, right. and it's really carried forward. And that was the second part. So it's really been an investment to um, to start the process of telling people about what Gateway does. Well, gentlemen, all three of you, thank you so much for coming in, and, and Merry Christmas. Thank you all for thank you. what you do in the community as well. I want to thank Rex Baker, Executive Director of Gateway Rescue Mission, and Rusty Ryan, Director of Volunteer Services, and Jackie Mack, who you just heard, and, and his incredible son, William, as well, and congratulations on the Eagle Scout. That is a huge, huge accomplishment. Now You're Talking is production of MPB Think Radio. The show was produced by Michelle McAdoo. Happy birthday, by the way. Yes. As well, and if you want to hear it again, well, you can go to mpbonline.org slash now you're talking, or you can download the free MPB app as well. All right, coming up next is the amazing show, Southern Remedy. This is us for the year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and we will see you all in 2018.
help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard. 